great morning to you. Welcome to the Wealth Guardians Radio Show. I'm your host, I'm Doug Ray, and I appreciate you spending just a little bit of your weekend with us. Bryce, of course, is here in the studio with me. Hey, Bryce, how you doing today? I'm doing well, Doug. Another beautiful day in the Carolinas. How are you doing? And it's football season. I'm getting so excited. Absolutely. All righty. So for those of you who are new to our show, the Ray Financial and the Wealth Guardians is a local independent firm that works with folks who are within seven to ten years of retirement or who are already in retirement. And most people just don't know how to turn their retirement savings accounts into a steady flow of income once they're not drawing that paycheck anymore. You know, I focus my practice on retirement income planning, and history shows there's two powerful truths when it comes to finances and retirement. The first one is, what got you to retirement is not necessarily going to get you through retirement. And number two, losses mean more than gains in retirement once you aren't drawing that paycheck. Very true, Doug, very true. And folks, I want to remind you that we practice as fiduciaries at our firm, which means we are required to make recommendations that are solely in your best interest, not ours. And be aware that not all advisors out there practice as fiduciaries. Yep, Bryce, before we get started, again, I want to salute our military, our first responders, all their families for all the sacrifices they make for us. We truly appreciate what you do for us. Absolutely. Salutes going out across the board. Thank you, gentlemen and gentlewomen. Now, turning our show uh, today, Doug, I came across an interesting uh, bit of information, and I wanted to share that with you. A recent survey says that most people pay a lot of money into the Social Security system during their working years, but they don't know how much they will get out of the system, nor what factors actually influence their benefit. You know, Bryce, we have been given workshops uh, on this for, I think, about 10 years now. And uh, we talk about this all the time with our potential clients. It's hard to believe, but yeah, there's still listeners out there that just don't understand the workings and the ins and outs of Social Security. No, they don't. According to a recent survey done by the American Advisors Group, most people have no idea what affects Social Security benefits. Social Security is a foundational component of most people's retirement income. Whether they've saved a little bit or a lot, it's still beneficial to them, and it's, it is a cornerstone. You know, doing workshops, we always get questions about the future of Social Security, whether those benefits are going to get cut or even be there for people. And there's a lot of talk about Social Security reform in the media. Yeah, there is. And I've stated many times publicly that my belief is that they're going to have to have some changes made to the system in the future. But most folks, at least if they're, you know, 55 and up, their benefits are going to look pretty much exactly like they look now. Yeah, I don't think those are going to change too much. It's the younger generation that might see some changes. So in today's show, Doug, we're going to address how benefits are calculated, which is an area about Social Security that is not well understood. I mean, most people pay a lot of money into the system during their working years, and obviously they deserve to get as much out of the system as they possibly can. And to accomplish that, we need to understand how benefits are calculated and what determines the amount you're due to receive. And honestly, it's an understatement to say that there are a lot of complex calculations that go into determining your exact benefit amount. 
while you don't need to understand exactly how all the calculations work, it's certainly important to understand at least the basics of how your benefits are determined. And I will say here, Doug, before I hand it back over to you, uh, I want to remind everybody that you and I both are certified with the National Social Security Association, which is our credential for speaking on this topic, and we have been for years. Yep, absolutely. You know, there's four factors that contribute to the amount you're going to receive in Social Security benefits. And according to another survey done by the National Retirement Institute, only 9% of not-yet-retired workers over the age of 50 can correctly name the factors. Among those who are already retired, the numbers are even worse. Around 8% of those who have retired recently can name the factors that affect their benefit amount, and only 7% of those who've been retired for at least 10 years can do so. That's amazing. So you've got to understand how your benefits are calculated in order to get the most out of them. The first factor is work history. To qualify, to even qualify for benefits, you have to have at least 40 quarters of work. That's 10 years. And if you do qualify, then your benefits are based on the average of your 35 highest earning years. If you don't work at least 35 years, you're going to have some zeros in that calculation to account for, and that's going to lower your benefits. So whatever you can do to make sure you've got that 35 years is is going to be a positive. Absolutely. So for those who've worked more than 35 years, the good news is that any year that you make more than your lower top 35, it's going to knock out a lower year, and you'll have a higher benefit based on the new high 35. So it's going to actually increase your benefits if you work more than 35 years and are earning a lot more money than you used to make. And some people who have worked at least 35 years actually choose to continue to work longer to replace some of those lower earning years from early on in their career. That makes perfect sense, even though it is complex. So after the number of years you work, the next two factors that can affect your Social Security benefits are, one, your age, and two, when you claim your benefits, right? Ah, yeah, the when. So when you claim are based on the full retirement age amount, and that's called FRA. Your FRA is the age at which you'll receive 100% of your benefit amount that you're entitled to. So if you were born in 1960 or later, your FRA is 67 years. For those born before 1960, your FRA is 66 or 66 in a few months, depending on what year you were born. The earliest that you can claim benefits is age 62. But by doing that, you'll receive a reduction in benefits up to 30% of your FRA at 67. So if you turn it on early, you will not receive your full retirement age amount. You're going to get a reduced amount. For every month you wait to claim past age 62, you're going to get a slightly higher uh, benefit each month. Now, if you decide to delay claiming retirement benefits until after your FRA, Social Security is actually going to increase your amounts of benefits by 8% plus cost-of-living adjustments up to age 70. So if your full retirement age is 66, you wait till 70, you're going to get 32% more in that Social Security check every month. And the latest you can claim and still get an increase in benefits is 70. 
Now, you don't have to turn it on at 70, but you won't get any more by waiting. So most people who wait to turn their benefits on past the full retirement age will at least turn them on by 70 because, again, there's no sense in not. Uh, Bryce, I remember a case a few years back. I met with a gentleman who was 75, and he just never bothered turning his benefits on. That's amazing. His five years were wasted. Can't get them back. Can't get them back. Yeah. So an important thing to note here is that your decision of when to turn benefits on is a lifetime decision. So you want to make sure you turn them on at the exact right time based on your specific situation. You actually do have one chance to change your mind after you claim, but it has to be done within a year of claiming. And if you do this, you're going to have to pay all the benefits back that you took. And after that, basically you're stuck with your decision. So if you have to be very careful about when you do this, because these two factors, your age and when you turn it on, are big components of how much you're going to receive. Yeah, in addition to age and timing, the last factor that affects your Social Security benefits is your marital status. But again, people really don't tend to understand all the variances that come into play. Uh, For example, we recently spoke with a lady who received an offer to marry someone because he really liked her and was in bad health and wanted her to have his higher Social Security benefit when he passed away. Now, if you're married, you are entitled to a widow's or a widower's benefit if your spouse passes away before you do. And the way this works is when one of the spouses passes away, the surviving spouse gets to step into the larger of the two benefits. And by the way, there are variances on this for widowers claiming a benefit if their wife has died. And a lot of men do not realize that that's a possibility for them as well. Also, if you're married, you are entitled to a Social Security benefit from a spouse, even if you've never worked outside the home yourself. So if you're married, then you'll be able to collect up to half of your spouse's full benefit amount off their record as long as your spouse worked themselves. So, you know, Bryce, there's another uh, benefit, another marital status benefit that a lot of people don't even know about, and that's the ability to claim a spousal benefit even if you're divorced. Mm-hmm. In fact, we've helped a lot of people do this, and I'll never forget a case. When I first started doing the Social Security workshops, it was at the in the absolute teeth of the Great Recession. This probably was about... 2008, late 2008, early 2009, and, and this uh, this lady came to, to the workshop. She had been divorced, and unfortunately, because of the recession, she had just been laid off. So when she came in to see me, we got to talking about things, and I asked her, I said, um, I said, so you were divorced, and, and you were married for over 10 years, and I said, did you realize that you potentially could claim a divorce spousal benefit? And she had no idea. Right. None. Long story short, we were able to help her claim a divorce spousal benefit. It was about $1,100 a month for her. And at that point in time, man, it was a godsend for her because, she, like I said, she had just been laid off. So that is a, a benefit that most people don't understand they can be entitled to. Yeah, and uh, got another one for you as well, Doug. We spoke with a couple last year. They weren't married, but they had come in together to get some financial planning done. They had both been married years before, even though they hadn't married each other now. And they had both been married for 10 years, which is that cutoff of when you're entitled to an ex-spousal benefit as long as you're married for 10 years. Well, they were approaching age 70 and wanted to make sure that they were, it was time for them to file. And we uncovered this fact that they had both been married before. 
Neither of them had ever filed for their ex-spousal benefits, which they could have been taking now for four years. Mm -hmm. And we calculated very modestly that had this been simply $1,000 a month that each of them were entitled to for the last four years, that came up to over $100,000 that they had neglected to turn on for themselves, that they could not get back, that was gone out the window. And boy, had they come to see us to help uh, plan for retirement just a few years earlier, their retirement picture would have looked a lot rosier. Not that it was bad, but it, you know, nobody wants to turn away $100,000 of money that they're entitled to. That's amazing. Yeah. All right. So let's recap here. The four factors involved here are, one, your work history, two, your age, three, when you turn the benefits on, and four, your marital status. All of these factors influence how much you're going to collect from Social Security over your lifetime. Now, we're up against a quick break, and be sure to stay tuned because in our second segment, we're going to dive into how you can use this information to maximize your own benefits. And I want to mention, too, that we have a free report on our website that you can download right now on Social Security and all these details. So go to thewealthguardians.com and go to the media section, and you'll find it there. And uh, get a pen ready because we're going to give you our phone number when we come back from the break. We'll be right back. And welcome back to the Wealth Guardians Radio Show. This is where we help our clients retire the job, but not the paycheck. And we want to help you make sure you're getting the maximum Social Security benefits that you are entitled to. Now, for our listeners out there who are around five to seven years from retirement and they, they want to confirm that they're making the best decisions for retirement, we always offer a no-cost, no-obligation second opinion to make sure you're on the right path, and that includes a free Social Security filing strategy report. So I told you before the break to get a pen ready because we were going to give out our phone number. Well, here it is. Give us a call to schedule a sit-down. We're at 336 391 Three four zero nine, and I'm going to repeat that for you because it's important. Three three six three nine one three four zero nine. Give us a call. We're happy to sit down with you. Now, Doug, before the break, we were talking about the factors that affect your benefit, like the number of years you worked, uh, your age, your marital status. So, I guess the question now is, how does someone use this information and these factors to maximize their benefits? Well, now, that is the golden question, isn't it? Um, so once you know these basics of how benefits are calculated, you need to make some educated decisions to be able to maximize the amount you'll receive from Social Security. A lot of factors go into play when determining the best strategy for your own unique situation is. If married and both are eligible for benefits, you want to work out a strategy to make the most of your combined amounts. Let's give you an example here. Let's say the lower earning spouse could choose to claim early so that the two of you have some money coming in from Social Security, but the higher earning spouse could wait until full retirement age or even later so that they could claim a bigger Social Security paycheck. Everyone's situation is completely different. And you can't make a decision that your neighbors made or your coworkers made or a family members made because, again, everybody's situation is different. Yeah, that's, that's a good point right there. And regardless of when you choose to claim your benefits, 
The key is to understand the factors that influence how much you're going to receive, especially if you're going to be relying on your benefits for a significant portion of your retirement income. You know, it it just really pays to know how to maximize these benefits over your lifetime. Remember, you paid a lot of money into the system, and you deserve to get a lot out of the system. That's where having a Social Security analysis done pays off. So, again, if you'd like help with this and get an analysis done uh, based on your specifics, just reach out. It's 336-391-3409. We'd be happy to sit down with you and do this analysis to help you make some educated and strategic decisions on the best way for you to turn your Social Security benefits on in your specific situation. Plus, let me mention now, even though it seems like it's a long way off, we're going to hold our last Social Security event of the season in November. And you can register for that now on our website. It's under the Events tab. It's at www.thewealthguardians.com. So just go there and register. You're going to get a confirmation email and a reminder of the event a few days before we have it. Good information, Doug. Thank you. Now, another very big reason to get a detailed Social Security filing strategy report is because your Social Security benefits are subject to tax in two different ways, right? You have to understand this because it will affect your benefit. You have to know the tax situation regarding this as well because it's a major factor in how much you're going to collect from Social Security over your lifetime and get to keep. Yeah, taxes are a big part of Social Security, which you just said, Bryce, and most people don't even consider this at all. Taxes can affect your Social Security in two different ways. Taxes that you pay into the system during your working years and taxation of your benefits when you start collecting. So let's start with taxes withheld from your paycheck that you pay into the system during your working years. As an employee, your wages are hit with a 12.4% Social Security tax up to the annual wage ceiling. Now, half of this Social Security tax, about 6.2%, is withheld from your paycheck. The other half, the other 6.2%, is paid by your employer. So you you never actually see that half. So unless you understand how Social Security tax works and closely examine your pay stubs, you may be blissfully unaware of how much the tax actually cost. It can potentially cost a lot, and let me show you why. The Social Security tax wage ceiling for 2019 is $132,900, and that's up from last year. It was $128,400. That's a 3.5% increase. So if your 2019 wages meet or exceed this year's ceiling, then the Social Security tax hit for this year is going to be $16,480 which is 12.4% of the 132000 Again, if you are an employee, you'll have to pay half of this out of your paycheck, and your employer pays the other half. This is basically how you fund your Social Security benefits. The problem is the amount the ceiling is increasing each year is more than the amount of cost of living adjustments. So actually, you are paying more into the system and not getting as much out of it. This is an issue, and it's part of the reform for helping to save Social Security. 
So you need to understand how Social Security is funded and how your benefits are funded through tax issues. Because again, folks, the amount of money you're paying into the system is expensive. It is indeed. But what about those who are self-employed, Doug? Oh, you mean me? Yeah, and me. (laughs) So we pay the whole bill. Uh, You know, many employees may be unaware of the full magnitude of the Social Security tax because they only pay half the bill. But self-employed, we pay the whole thing. As a sole proprietor, as a partner, an LLC member, sub-S, it doesn't matter. That's because self-employed individuals have to pay 12.4% Social Security tax right out of their own pockets, and that's based on their net self-employment income. And again, for 2019, the ceiling's $132,900. So if we hit that ceiling, then we'll owe a full $16,480 into the Social Security system. That's how much you'll be paying into the system, which is a lot of money. So one way taxes come into play with Social Security benefit is by what you pay into the system as you're working. Will you get back as much as you paid over your lifetime? Well, who knows? I mean, it's a function of how long you live. That is something that a Social Security analysis is going to help you determine if you have that done. Well, the other way that uh, taxes can affect your Social Security benefits is by paying taxes on your monthly benefit once you've turned on your Social Security. Yeah, and when you turn Social Security on, whether that benefit is taxable or not depends on other sources of income and, and revenue that you get. There's something out there called provisional income. Once you turn Social Security on when you pay taxes, it's an additional form that you have to complete called the Provisional Income Tax Worksheet. These worksheets actually determine how much of your Social Security benefits are going to be subject to income taxes. Generally, most other sources of revenue count in this formula. For example, a pension income counts, rental income counts, Wage and interest income count, dividend counts, IRA and 401k withdrawals, they all count. So most other sources of income are set up to go into the provisional income formula. And if that amount of money goes over certain thresholds, then some of your Social Security is going to be taxed. If all of these sources of income added up plus half your Social Security is below the thresholds, then the good news is you don't owe any tax on your Social Security benefits. But the thresholds aren't very high. So most people who have other resources of income will go over those thresholds, which will cause up to a full 85% of their Social Security benefits being taxed. Most people argue they paid the money into the system after uh, using after-tax money anyway, and they want to know why they're paying tax on benefits as well. That's because of the provisional income formula that's been put into place for several years. So what can you do about this? Well, one thing you can do is try to save some money for retirement in accounts that don't get counted in provisional income. And some of those types of accounts that don't count in the formula are Roth IRA uh, accounts. And there's also benefits uh, from tax-free life insurance proceeds. They don't get counted into the provisional income uh, calculation either. 
So if you fund these other vehicles properly and you use the additional income in retirement, then the good news is that money doesn't count in the provisional income uh, calculation. This could potentially, hopefully, get you below the thresholds uh, or just by a little bit above. And this essentially means that very little or possibly none of your Social Security will be taxed. So the key to the retirement income planning and trying to control the tax issues on Social Security is all determined by how you save in your different buckets for your retirement. And if you save it all in pre-tax positions, like a 401k, then all that income will count in the provisional income tax formula, and then there's nothing you can do, and you'll pay tax on your Social Security benefits. But if you're smart, and during your working years, you save some money in after-tax and tax-free vehicles, and have all those buckets balanced properly, and then know how to draw from those buckets strategically to keep the provisional income formula down, then you could very well have a very little taxes in retirement or possibly even a tax-free retirement. So the taxation of Social Security benefits all comes down to where your money's positioned in retirement and how you draw out of those accounts. So you cannot forget about the tax factor. It will. It will have an effect on your benefits. And hopefully you're doing some smart things and how you're saving to be able to minimize and eliminate the effects. So this is what a professional planner can help you with and also what a social security analysis can do to help you determine not only what your benefits are going to be, but also how to maximize those benefits and whether they will be taxed and whether you can lower or eliminate that tax. Very good, Doug. Thank you. And again, I want to remind everybody, the reason Doug and I are talking about this subject is because we are both certified with the National Social Security Association and have been for a number of years. As Doug said, we've got a seminar, our last one for the year, coming up in November, and you are able to register for that. I'll tell you how in just a minute. But that's our last one for the season, and uh, we've done a few throughout this year, and uh, 2019 is eventually going to be coming to a close here with our last one. And it is an important subject. If you are planning for retirement, you need to consider the best way to file as well as all the other factors that come to retirement planning. So as we wrap up, we want to invite you to sit down with us and do a Social Security analysis. And we recommend that you have it done within five years of retirement, certainly before turning your Social Security benefits on. Every situation is unique, and that's why we like to sit down for that no-cost second opinion and review. Give us a call at 336-391-391. 3409 or visit us online at thewealthguardians.com. Folks, thanks for listening, and we'll be here again next week on the Wealth Guardians Radio Show. 